Hey everybody, Matt Hardman here with another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Uh, got all some big news to talk about. Um, hopefully you all have uh, listened in on my special that I've done on North Wilkesboro about the fact that North Wilkesboro is back and will be holding the NASCAR All-Star Race a track that had been pretty much written off uh, for almost 30 years uh, up until a few years ago when a grassroots effort um, brought the back the track back from uh, its state of despair and um, abandonment uh, I, I, I if you follow like shows like um, Lost Speedways, uh, Dale Jr.'s um, produced show on Peacock, or uh, or been a longtime fan of uh, stock car racing, uh, this, this definitely is the program uh, for you. Uh, tells a lot about North Wilkesboro. Kind of, I kind of give the the background of how everything happened and transpired um, from the track ownership changing hands in the mid-90s to losing its dates to where we are currently um, with the Speedway. And um, on there, it North Wilkesboro, I, I say flat out, North Wilkesboro was always on my bucket list of races, and hopefully we will, um, I will be able to go to that, but uh, we got some um, some new, some different news coming out, um, which we'll get to, uh, but first I want to touch on um, Kansas uh, for NASCAR and the... Um, IndyCar Championship wrapping up uh, before we dive into the news. Uh, so with Kansas, we had a three-race weekend. The Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup Series all raced on the mile and a half just outside Kansas City. Um, the truck race would see Carson Hosevar getting eliminated from the playoffs on a last, on a last lap pass by John Hunter Nemechek. Securing Nemechek the win, uh, Hosevar, who was in a win-in-your-in type situation, uh, to the round of eight, uh, finds himself going home. This is heartbreaking again for Kosovar. Hosevar, not just for that, but this is like, what? The, oh, God. I forget how many times he has come so close to this first win. Um, Carson, Hosevar. Carson Hosevar is... I, I think he's a really good talent. He just has not been able to get that first win. Um, so as I said, John Hunter Nemechek picks up the W, uh, advances to the next round of the playoffs, and it's looking more and more like this may be John Hunter's year to clinch the truck championship. Um, move on to the Xfinity Series, where Noah Gregson uh, wins a range-shortened race at Kansas uh, for his... Uh, season leading uh, fifth win of the season uh, tying him with Ty Gibbs and really showing that the JR Motorsports team 
and the nine team in particular are very stout in this. They are in the hunt for another uh, championship, um, which surprisingly has been won by the nine car. Um, you know, this is the this is the same the same car that Chase Elliott won um, the Xfinity title, won his Xfinity titles in Tyler Reddick. Um, William Byron, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's quite a list right there. I mean, these, these are all drivers who are in the cup series playoffs who have come up through that car and won in that car, you know, so the future's wide open for Noah Gregson as he moves to uh, the cup series in 2023. And we'll, we'll talk about, um, Gregson's, um, main competition for the Xfinity title, uh, Ty Gibbs and what his future is in just a few minutes. So, then we move on to the Cup Series, the Hollywood Casino 400, uh, brought to you by uh, Barstool Sportsbook. Um, Barstool Sports, you know. Uh, that's, that's quite a mouthful, but we'll, so we'll just call it the Hollywood Casino 400. Um, this race, I, I, I'd figured that this would kind of be a runaway like the, like in the spring with Kurt Busch winning. Uh, this was the win that would have put Kurt into the playoffs, um, had he, uh, not been injured and not requ you know, not rescinded his waiver. But um, I had picked like Martin Truex Jr. actually to win this race. But it was another Toyota. It was the 45 car, um, this time driven by Bubba Wallace. Um, and this is the reason why uh, 2311 Racing took the gamble to put uh, Bubba in the 45 car, just swapping the numbers between his car and the car that Ty Gibbs is running, and it paid off as the 45 team has advanced to the next round of the owner's playoffs. Not the driver's championship, but the owner's playoffs. Um, this is Bubba's second win of the season, very convincingly too. He um, that 45 car was strong all race long, and I think this silenced a lot of the Bubba haters. Hopefully it did. Um, I'm sure Bubba didn't do any um, any uh, any comments, <laughs> any any positive comments from a lot of those haters uh, with his. Um, what he said getting out of the car you know but when you're the target of this unsubstantiated hate by some fans it's it's a little ridiculous um, but he did win this race convincingly um, beating out by almost half a second his owner uh, and fellow competitor Denny Hamlin so um, this uh, you know he becomes the 18th different winner uh, of the season. And we're looking at a season where we'll have possibly over 20 winners. And I know NASCAR was going over parity. 
um, with this uh, next-gen car making all the parts and pieces so uh, it seems like you know front row motorsports and petty GMS you know teams that usually are not as competitive as the Hendricks and the Penske's and um, Joe Gibbs Racing are all on an even page, you know. So I think that this was a um, a very very good move by NASCAR with this car of um, with this next gen car, and it's paying off. Seeing these different drivers and different teams when you're not seeing um, one team or one manufacturer be completely dominant. Uh, yes, the car, the next-gen car does have issues, um, as if you haven't heard, Kevin Harvick's has been very, very vocal about this new car. A lot of the veterans have been very vocal, um, especially after the Kurt Busch wreck, which has pretty much put him out for the rest of the season. Um, you have that, and then you have, um... You know, the Harvick's fire at uh, Darlington, uh, which could have engulfed the car, which NASCAR did make some improvements uh, to keep fire from getting into the cockpit and did some stuff because they found that it was rubber buildup from the tires uh, on the track that got up near the headers and caused it to ignite. Um, it was a very scary wreck, could have been, a uh, scary fire, could have been a lot worse. Um, and obviously NASCAR, um, needing to do something on the side of safety for that. So, um, yeah, so Bubba Wallace, 18th different winner. And fun fact, uh, last week we, we talked about that Eric Jones had become the first driver of the 40s the famed 43 car to win at Darlington in 55 years. This is the fifth time in history two drivers have swept, um, have won races at the same track in the same car number for the same team. Um, I'll be honest, I don't remember the last time. It was probably before my time, but I just thought that that was a, a astounding fact, and it was a gamble. Like I said, that the 2311 team um, played and really paid off well for them. Um, so from Kansas, we move over to I apologize for that noise. Um, in the mobile studio today. Um, we move over to Laguna Seca in California, where Will Power clinches his second ever NNT Data IndyCar title, um, which is which is actually is a bit surprising because I figured he had more than one title. I know I follow IndyCar, but for some reason I was thinking that you know he had two or three titles um already um but will power beats out his teammate joseph newgarden uh, for the title along with scott dixon you know multi-time indycar series champion and marcus erickson this year's indy 500 winner and 
the driver that walked away with the, the trophy for the win at Laguna Seca, um, Alex Palau. Obviously, I've gone in-depth on his situation involving next year um, with Chip Ganassi Racing and McLaren and that whole legal entangling right now. Um, but at least the team-wise for the season goes out on a high note, picking up a win at uh, the famed road course out there in California. Uh, so that's just the racing. Now we got all the news that's come out. Obviously, I had I did a whole episode about uh, North Wilkesboro coming back to the all, you know, coming back onto the NASCAR schedule in perfect time for their Diamond Jubilee. Um, but that won't be the only new race coming onto the schedule. Obviously, we got the Chicago Street Course coming on in. Um, 4th of July weekend, um, losing Road America off that schedule, but um, in the trucks, the trucks will have two new races, you know, going back to trucks that they used to run on in the, in the 90s and early 2000s in one case, as NASCAR's new schedule had come out, uh, the trucks will also be running the day before the All-Star race at North Wilkesboro. So I have a chance to see if everything works out right. The trucks at North Wilkesboro along with the All-Star Race. Even if I don't get to see the All-Star Race, uh, I'd still go for the trucks. I mean, because uh, the trucks always put on a very fun show and uh, it's something I would be looking forward to. And um, they will be returning to the Milwaukee Mile. Another track, another famous track, uh, Milwaukee Mile is one of the oldest tracks in the country. And it's been used kind of weekly uh, here and there, but has not hosted a major racing series since the early 2000s. Uh, IndyCar used to run there. Um, the trucks and Xfinity series used to run there. Um, and I personally like the Milwaukee Mile. Um, you know, the racing during the season has been great. Um, well, their races there have been great, you know, throughout the many seasons. So I'm actually looking forward to that almost as much as I'm looking forward to um, North Wilkesboro. So... Um, we do have some big news, and the big news is not uh, the fact that Jesse Little, uh, son of former uh, NASCAR driver Chad Little, um, announcing his retirement after the race this weekend at Bristol. Um, he will be staying in the garage area, but he will be retiring from driving, um, which is a shame because I, I thought Jesse Little... Uh, he, he was an okay driver, um, not as talented as his father. His father, a, a former Xfinity Series winner, um, team co-owner, that type of thing. Uh, Chad has been on the circuit for many, many years. Most people remember him for driving the John Deere car uh, for a while. And ironically driver that replaced him in the John Deere car 
uh, is related to our next story. But we'll, but we'll get into that in just a second. But this is Jesse's final run. He will be running Bristol for Young's Motorsports. And he will stay in the garage, um, whether it's a on-air talent or um, with management with a team or possibly a management in an official's role. Uh, because his father does um, work with NASCAR. He was the former series director at one point for the truck series. Um, competition director and stuff like that. Um, but uh, that's not the big news. The big news was announced on Tuesday. The long rumored... Um, well, I shouldn't say long rumored because... Um, this rumor popped up just a couple of weeks ago, and I really thought it was a little far-fetched, but turns out I was wrong, and that is Kyle Busch has a new home for 2023 and beyond, and this rumor started, like I said, I heard this one a few weeks ago, then it started getting legs, and now here we are. Kyle Busch will be moving from the Number 18, Toyota Camry um, for Joe Gibbs Racing, where he's raced since 2007. Uh, he will be moving to Richard Childress Racing um, and driving the 8 car, which is currently driven by Tyler Reddick. Um, now, this, this, this is crazy. This reunites... Um, Kyle Busch, who started his formative years, his early years in NASCAR uh, with Chevy, will bring him with one of his arch, former arch rivals, Richard Childress, um, who, uh, you know, they, they had a little contentious incident at Kansas about 11 years ago um, with the famous Hold My Watch incident where <laughs> Childress had punched uh, Kyle and um, seems that they have put that in the past. They are joining up together. Um, he will be joining the eight car as Childress is looking at going to a three car team starting next year. Um, there is talk whether they will either buy a charter for uh, the Tyler Reddick team, or whether they will just rent out a charter for the season. Um, uh, Reddick will stay under contract and will run in the Cup Series with RCR um, before vacating that seat in 2024 to move to 2311 racing, which he had signed with um, mid-season while trying to re renegotiate. Now, I know that caused a lot of Hard feelings as um, Reddick is inevitably taking the seat um, at 2311 from Kurt Busch, who uh, just happened to be the guy who, as I said, replaced uh, Chad Little in the John Deere car for Roush Racing back late in the 2000 season and went on to finish runner-up for Rookie of the Year in 2001. Um, so, it does come a little full circle in a roundabout way. Um, 
but Kurt will be doing, Kyle will be doing that, Tyler will be running there, um, and one of the big things was what happens with Kyle Busch Motorsports, um, as they are the Elite Truck Series team for Toyota in, um, in that series, and, um, they are still, as Kyle pointed out, they are still working on the details, but most presumably will continue under the Chevy banner, um, becoming a, uh, a feeder team for Chevrolet, um, where that leaves drivers like Chandler Smith and John Hunter Nemechek, um, has yet to be known. I know, uh, John Hunter put out a post, uh, prior to the announcement saying he is a little heartbroken, a little, um, heartbroken that things aren't under his control. Um, presumably that means he will not be moving over to Chevrolet with JRM. Uh, I, I believe he has signed a contract with Toyota, um, as one of their drivers. So presumably he'll be moving to like the Xfinity series or to another Toyota truck team. Um, with that and probably the same with Chandler Smith. Um, I, 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 I would admit, I would hazard a guess that, um, that we'll see, uh, John Hunter in like a Thor sport role or something like that. Uh, or, like I said, going to the Xfinity Series uh, with more than likely Sam Hunt Racing or full-time uh, for Joe Gibbs Racing in that series. One vacancy that probably will be opening up with this move is now that um, Kyle will not be returning to Toyota with um, any of their teams and that the 18 seat is now open. More than likely, that means we will be seeing um, Ty Gibbs um, move up to that spot with his grandfather's team. Um, Ty, who has been competing for the last, uh, since Pocono with 2311, is kind of an audition. He is, you know, he, I don't know if he'll be eligible for Rookie of the Year in 2023 with the way everything is shaking out, but I, I imagine that he will be, he will have that seat, and I'm sure Monster will go along with him, Monster has been his sponsor for pretty much his entire career, um, in the Xfinity series, outside of a handful of races where they've had different sponsors, um, but I, I certainly would be very shocked if, um, Gibbs is not in that 18 car. He's obviously proven his medal uh, when it comes to uh, racing in the Cup Series. Uh, so um, that's where that stands. Announcement on that later on, much like announcement on um, the the whole thing with um, Ty Gibbs and uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports. Now, another shocking move is Noah Gregson, who I've already stated will be moving on from uh, Junior Motorsports. His replacement driver in the nine car uh, has been announced. 
another defection from Joe Gibbs Racing as Brandon Jones will be moving on from uh, Joe Gibbs Racing's 19 car. He'll be moving to Junior Motorsports in the 9 and uh, presumably taking sponsorship with his partnership sponsorship of Menards with him. Um, this is a really big coup, and I really do see a um, a major shift in the Toyota camp. Not just with Kyle Busch moving, but when you take a a, a oh, I don't want to say a super talented driver like. Um, Brandon Jones, but a driver who, um, a consistent driver, we'll say that, we'll say consistent, because that is really what he becomes, and moving to Chevrolet, I think Chevrolet is kind of putting a lot of the pressure on a lot of the, you know, the other manufacturers in the sport to really step up their game, um, so we'll see what happens going forward, um, that this might open up a spot for Chandler Smith to move to the Xfinity Series with Brandon Jones leaving. Um, so you may have both Jones and Nemechek moving to the Xfinity Series in 2023. Uh, that's just my that's just my feeling. Um, granted, none of that is set in stone yet. Uh, we'll have to wait and see see what Chevy has in their pipeline. Uh, when it comes to Kyle Busch Motorsports and see how many of those drivers actually have a contract with Kyle Busch and how many of them have a contract with Toyota as developmental drivers. Uh, so, so wow. Uh, that, that, that's, that was a huge move um, when it comes to um, the, the shift in the Cup Series. Um, you know, there's a lot of parts in play. You know, maybe... Maybe with this move to that Kyle Busch made to RCR, uh, maybe Cole Custer keeps his job in the 41 car. Um, maybe Ryan Priest will move, you know, will do something with Rick Ware Racing as they have an affiliation with um, Stuart Haas and Ryan Priest's, um, his management team is... Uh, Kevin Harvick Incorporated, much like Ricky Stenhouse and Harrison Burton and all. Uh, so these may be drivers that, you know, you know, got some got some ties. And, I mean, Ryan Priest obviously has ties with uh, Stuart Haas. So I'm sure they'll find a, a more permanent home because he's been kind of racing for a lot of Ford teams, whether it's... Um, Rick Ware on the cup side, or David Gilliland in the trucks, or, um, BJ McLeod in the Xfinity series. Uh, these are all, uh, teams, you know. So, we'll have a little more of the shakeup soon, but we got Bristol coming up, um, a track where anything can happen. Who remembers last year's, uh, Bristol race? Um, the closing laps between Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson getting the best out of that deal. Um, I expect there are a lot more pressure from guys on pressure with Harvick and um, 
Kyle Busch and um, Chase Briscoe. But those are two of the big names that are right now on the outside looking into this playoff picture. So I expect a lot of pressure on those two. And those two are both extremely good at um, Bristol. So I, you know, I would bet the farm that they're going to be racing their asses off this weekend. Uh, so after that, they move on to Homestead, I believe. Um, so the, we're going to have an interesting few weeks coming up uh, in the playoffs, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so I'm Matt Hardman, and I hope you enjoyed this show. And we'll be back next week, and I will see you at the track.